Welcome to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name's Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in Hollywood. And if I were a Disney princess, I would be Alice in Wonderland because I like traveling, meeting strange people and eating unusual foods. Alice <laughs> isn't a princess. <gasps> For some marketing reasons, she might appear to be, but she's not. <laughs> oh, goodness. I have to follow that. All right. So my name is Dan Oliverio. I'm an author, public speaker and chubby chaser. Um, I would be the llama in the. Uh, Inca cartoon. Oh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, I'm the llama. I don't, I don't <laughs> I know, know why. I, I know just, somebody who worked on that. It just occurs to me. I don't know. Oh, it's me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not. I'm still. I was just kind of staring at the the quadrant of us. You're not used to going after Dan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's only been uh, 26 times. 26. Um, episodes, yeah. I'm Trevor Keyson. I'm a super chub, and if I were a Disney character, I would be. Um, I'd be Ursula. Let's be honest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Own it. Life's full of uh-huh. tough choices in it. <laughs> uh, my name is Michael. I'm a chaser. And if I were a Disney character, I would definitely be Aladdin. That is my, probably my favorite Disney character. Aww. And, and you're I, a can show you, I can show you the world. Oh, man. This oh. is because <laughs> he doesn't get enough fan mail. You'd be amazed what he'd do to give you a magic carpet ride. <laughs> He, Michael is currently wearing a vest with no shirt. <laughs> and, uh, his, yeah, and there's a monkey in my room, but I don't know how he got and here. His puffy I'm not sure how the pasties hands. shaped like little fezzes work. <laughs> well, that's a weird image for everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we're a little giddy. Still in quarantine. Uh, stuff is kind of opening back up, but let's be honest, we're going to probably close again soon. It's yeah, going to close gonna down gonna again. It just... People are getting stupid. We have outbreaks surging all across the U.S. Like now we're actually seeing surges in all the red states where there weren't enough people to make it surge before. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say people are getting stupid? Because I could have sworn you said getting stupid. And I, I can't imagine a time where people weren't complete morons. Oh, the dumb is real. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yesterday I was uh, leaving the doctor's office and I was very proud of the number of people I saw mess, the number of people I saw wearing masks, including I saw a homeless man wearing a mask, which I just really was. Yeah, I was surprised by, I guess, only because it just showed the level of I don't know, dedication of Angelinos in um, awareness. Well, I masks. think a lot I of can, the homeless un- charities here have been distributing masks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but Don and I once uh, a few weeks ago attempted to do the sort of overlapping bubbles thing they're doing in, in Europe. You mean by, like social circles, those, those kind of bubbles? Yeah, yeah, like becoming basically our own monogamous walking buddies while still wearing masks and being socially distant. But, you know, we can go on a walk. And we went out on a walk uh, to Griffith Park and we passed dozens and dozens of people everyone's out walking dozens. and nine out of ten of the people that we saw uh had no mask or had a mask and were not wearing it just like, oh, like brought the, a mask d- over their yeah. neck or hanging off the ear yeah but not even just like oh when they get close to you they put it on briefly nope they just yep. walking right by kids with no masks like almost everyone was not wearing a mask. That was a combo I was very interested by. There were a couple families where the parents were wearing masks, but the kids weren't. (laughs) And I'm like, 
you kids bounce realize right back. this they is defeating right the entire mm-hmm. purpose, you know? Yeah. It was highly demoralizing. So to balance out Trevor's positive news, I want to make you feel terrible because <laughs> I certainly did. In fact, we it's Michael's what it? world. <laughs> what is it? The next door app. Somebody popped up with a warning that just said, wear your fucking masks, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right by me, there is this little park on the way into Griffith. It's an entrance to Griffith Park where there's this dancing bronze bear at the front oh. that for years a gorilla knitting group has been <laughs> knitting outfits for that bear sneaking into the park in the middle of the night and dressing it right <laughs> now it's illegal it's illegal the the park services aren't allowed to let the clothing stay up there but the park services have always gotten a little busy and overloaded with other work whenever they dress the bear so it always stayed up for a few days Every day I've gone by that park, I keep looking at it, hoping to see a nice knitted mask mask on that bear (laughs) as a reminder to everyone at the park. So if anyone out there has any mad knitting skills, I I will personally go out there and put the mask on the bear if you make it. I promise. What what if coronavirus got the knitters? Oh, no. I'm willing to say that there are an awful lot of knitters out there that may be in the danger demographic for uh, (laughs) this particular disease. So you mean you mean they've been nitpicked off? Jesus Christ. All right. I'm still working on a really good pun for like a gorilla knitting group. Yeah, I was was thinking about that. A bear. (laughs) (laughs) Just picturing gorillas knitting. Uh, That's where I went first. Well, let's dive right on into the mailbag. Yeah. Cue the mailbag music. Cue that music. The banjo. All right. So uh, a friend of the podcast writes, uh, how do you suggest handling a chaser who wants sex, but doesn't want to be public or social with a chubby guy? Any advice is appreciated. Uh, Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's this play play called Liz Estrada that you might want to look up. Uh, (laughs) Uh, My first question is like, is this a dating scenario? Like, are you dating romantically or is this just like a hookup that you found that you're trying to turn into like, i mean if he won't go out with you in public it's not dating it's yeah. well and it, it no but like matter, is yeah. the expectation dating like because if if the expectation was only like hey we're just gonna hook up and i'm not even gonna get to know you and that's what was agreed on then eh. but like if it was like hey i like you as a person and let's date and let's hook up and let's hang out yeah I, 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 I doubt it's that far I, but I, I think it, Don's point is well taken that it's it, it whether it's A or B thing one or thing two it amounts to the same thing if they're not going to be seen in public with you it's mm-hmm. going to be a hookup at your house yeah right which yeah. in all fairness that can be fine I mean I have yeah. I think been in that situation where I'm like <laughs> I'm annoyed but the the results are worth it it's like you know eating ribs sometimes. It's a mess, what? but reward, <laughs> you know. You do need as much time with a wet nap afterwards. Yes. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was my my take on this, is that chasers like this are like hot dogs. You know, the hot dog you get at a streetcar or the hot dog you get at the county fair. You know, it's it's lovely. It's delicious. It is what it is. But you don't mistake the hot dog for a meal, and you don't blame the hot dog for not being a meal. That's not what's on offer. If you want something else, you've got to go get something else. But... What I'm saying is don't settle for that. You would never settle. You would never settle for a hot dog when you wanted dinner. 
right? Right. And in the same yeah. sense like this, you don't have to settle for that. On the other hand, it doesn't do anybody any good to say like, hot dogs are evil. You should, eh, whatever. Yeah. The pigs, I think would, that, the pigs would love to disagree <laughs> with you. <right now. laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, knowing knowing what you're getting yourself into, um, sometimes you don't find out until after the fact, which sucks. But ultimately, that kind of a chaser, that kind of a person, it has issues that they are maybe not even struggling with. Maybe they haven't even decided that it's an issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, which it's not on you to fix and, and never should be. Um, and, and much more to the point, like that doesn't just get fixed overnight, even if somebody does say it's something I want to work on. Well, like honestly, that, I don't think it's worth you working on it with this person. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. Um, in that, let, let me put it in these terms. If they're not willing or able to see the work they need to do on themselves, why should you do all the heavy lifting? It's just not worth it. Well, know? and like I said, it's, it's a hot dog, you know, you're not going to work on a hot dog either. And it's not your job to, <laughs> yeah. to fix people. Yeah. It's not your job to fix people. I think there's definitely a lot of this going on, which is what causes a lot of Chubb's frustration. And I wish it caused mm -hmm. more chasers, more frustration because they don't know what they're missing. Cause the, you know, they, they, they're literally in the closet. Yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely like, I deal with this a lot in my work where it's not just the occasional guy doesn't want to be seen. Like it's, it's, it tends to be a lot more out there. On the other hand, we should say that, you know, Michael and I are examples of chasers who have zero problem being seen in public with a beautiful fat man. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think it's also it, it largely comes down to what you're willing to settle for and don't settle for what you don't want. If you want a hot dog, have a hot dog. Like Trevor mm -hmm. says, if you don't want a hot dog, then please don't mistake it for dinner. And there, there I don't know what would happen. So I, I just I find psychology and in this case, reverse psychology interesting. So what would happen if you told the guy like if like if you came around to it and you're like okay I can I can wrap myself around the fact that I'm just having a hot dog and it's and to you it's like I'm just having a hot dog I can you know there's something better out there and then if he ever like if he ever I don't know if if the chaser ever caught wind of that or if it was like oh no you're just a hot dog for me like you're not the whole meal hmm. you're not like can we go back to uh eighty bizzo like <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's actually whole happened meal. to me before. <laughs> yeah, there Wait, was, happened to you or well, you did no, that like, to somebody. I came to a realization that this guy was not going to be anything beyond what we were, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and he would occasionally talk to me about other people he was with. Um so I was like, you know what? Okay, fine, that's where we are. I went out and I started being a little bit more aggressive with other guys and suddenly he got super clingy. <laughs> yeah. Super. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, oh god. Yeah, this and this extends all the way up the dating spectrum from what you're talking about, which is maybe friends with benefits, to you know chasers who will claim up and down they want to be monogamous. Oh yeah, no, I you know because the trouble mm -hmm. see sometimes like an older chub whose experience will be like you know we can do this monogamous, mm -hmm. we can do this non-monogamous, and the chaser will be like oh no baby it's just you I want to be monogamous, and what he really means is no I want you to be monogamous, yes, mm -hmm. and I want to fuck around, and right. I call that dog in the yard syndrome, where if you imagine that you you have a a dog in a suburban yard the dog has to stay in the yard but you're free to go and come and go as you please mm. and that just doesn't work and i think a lot of times monogamy is a position that people take because they don't want the other person because it's not that they can't handle monogamy they can't handle their partner being non-monogamous mm. and that's where you get these reactions like i said you know or uh he's talking about other guys but when you start talking about other guys it's somehow offensive yeah right exactly yeah. right
Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit, and maybe this sounds a little... I don't think sexual predator is the right word for it, but let's just say <laughs> capitalizing on the politics of your situation. Um, if he's not going to treat you like a decent human being and he's just going to treat you like a fuck buddy, you know what? Now, it's, since, since all you get to have is a hot dog, you get to dress up that hot dog however you like. Damn straight. You know, uh, experiment. <laughs> the Try the things out that you never thought you might like, like relish or chutney. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. God forbid, black garlic. I don't know. But uh, now is the time to figure that out since this one ain't a keeper. There is a, right. a wonderful dish that I think is kind of a Chicago area diner thing called a franchisee. Where you <laughs> oh, take a hot course. dog and you slice it down the middle and stuff it with cheese. And wrap is it jack and, cheese? No, well, usually it's like cheddar. And fold it in a pizza? If you're talking about a chaser, this sounds very painful. Slice, yeah. Yeah. slice the hot dog. With some jack cheese, fold it in a pizza. Slice the hot dog open. With cheesy blasters. God damn it, Michael. Slice the hot dog open. <laughs> Stuff with cheese, wrap it in bacon, deep fry it. And it is oh the most oh, beautiful. It's Chicago. They do this all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is heaven. It is beautiful. It is. I feel mm -hmm. like if you share this to a bunch of Los Angelinos, we're just going to die of cholesterol yes. over, over this right away. Yes. In, in Chicago, they call it yeah. food. Yes. Uh, just to be absolutely clear, the Big Fat Gay podcast does not endorse splitting open your tricks. <laughs> Stuffing them with cheese and then deep frying them. No, or otherwise, I don't know. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a hot dog, have a exactly. hot dog. Just <laughs> have go a hot wild. Dog. I, I do want to put pitch something in here because sometimes uh um guys in my seminars will say, Well, how can you tell? Like you go on a couple of dates and then you discover, like, oh, mm -hmm. this is a closet case. And something that you can do just from the outset is in your first initial setup of the date, if you start with suggesting a public meeting place, just any public meeting place, really. Like if you just say, hey, let's meet for drinks and then sure, we can have sex afterwards, but just let's meet for drinks. Let's meet for coffee. Let's meet at a diner. Anything like that, you will probably get a response that will indicate exactly where that person is. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, like a very classic response is like, well, can't we just go to your house? Like, okay. And what, yeah. and if, and if you say, yeah, we can do that, but what if we first, and he's like, no, I'd really just be more comfortable going to your house. Okay. There's your answer. Yeah. Okay. I'm depressed now. <laughs> no, you know, again, it's, there's, it's a there's hot a, dog. It's, it's a hot dog. Exactly. It, the depression, the, the disappointment comes when you thought you were getting steak and a hot dog shows up. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that would be disappointing. Like the next exactly. time I hook up with one of these guys, I'm just going to actually say to him when he walks through the phone, oh, you're just a hot dog, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it, it goes back to the point that men are wieners. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Trevor, what's going on in the world of, of our K-pop stands? K-pop stands. Uh, the K-pop army is at it again. We should. I mean, if this keeps up, we're going to need special K-pop music. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do they have such a thing? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, Michael, I mean, were you part of a K-pop band at one point? I was. I, I what? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a boy band. I'm, I, <laughs> Don, I'm trying to be your yes and, but I don't know where to go with that one. <laughs> well, just sing a little something for us. I Chub no, sing. I'm not. <laughs> Sing my angel of music. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Keep singing. No. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so I guess it was, was it was last week. It's a new it's a new week already. Jesus. Um, Time is still a flat circle. Yes. 
uh, I hate saying these words, President Trump (laughs) 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 Um, had his rally in Tulsa, which if you've been, you know, part of the world, you know, everything about that was kind of a shit show. Um, Yeah. And the stadium was more than half empty. Um, yeah. And they, he was, it was, a you know, thir- it was two thirds empty <laughs> and they were expected. They had like all these overflow spaces booked because on the, I guess, Donald Trump, whatever garbage website, um, there was a place where you could request tickets so they could get a head count and K-pop stands. Um, and I think it was, a effort between K-pop stands, anonymous and just Gen Z to book as many TikTok tickets users, as possible. Yeah. TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they would basically do all of this and then no one would show up. Um, and it's just a lovely. So do they announce like we have a sold out, you know, like, well, what actually, what ended up happening was the, uh, Trump administration just crowed for weeks on end about million plus people Mm. want tickets. All these people are going to come. Um, now they booked overflow venues. Yeah. They booked so, yeah, they they after party party venues. Stuff. <laughs> they set up outdoor which, spaces, which they started breaking down like yeah. before the rally even started. But <laughs> the whole point with it is they didn't actually block anyone from going yeah. because those events are still general admission. It's first come, first serve. Um, all that the original intent was was just for them to overblow their numbers mm-hmm. crazily so they'd look stupid. But now, because they had 6,000 people show up at a 19,000 person venue when they were expecting well over 200,000 people. <laughs> Not only do they look like idiots, it looks now, but now they're also sort of understanding that the bullshit that they're putting out, even their supporters aren't buying. So mm-hmm. wait, like when their own lives are on the line, suddenly eh, maybe we can't really trust what this president's saying. I, I think it's important to connect the dots there. It, I think Don, what Don's saying is that the, the reserve of tickets, there was no limit on how many tickets you could reserve. So somebody who is a K-pop fan reserving a ticket on a lark did not block some ardent right. Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was not a case of that. It was that the ardent Trump supporters simply chose not to show up. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because there's a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to pretend that there were protesters that made people feel unsafe. Oh, please. But there was there was no violent protesters. And the protesters uh, were like miles and miles away. Yeah, well, there were some. At, they, apparently, one of the doors was blocked for about fifteen minutes after everyone was allowed in. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's another part to this that uh, hasn't gotten a lot of press, and, and understandably, when you do this to an event, the event goes all out and spends a lot of money on overflow and on uh, t-shirts and on all the all the things that they're going to provide for two hundred thousand people that they wouldn't have had to provide for sixty eight hundred. And so it's not just a matter of making them look stupid. They actually made them waste a lot of money. Unfortunately, the Trump campaign has so much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. literally twice as much as the Democratic candidate that it, it's a drop in the bucket for them. But, yeah, it was a torrential amount of money wasted. But yeah, and I, to I make can't. Yeah, I can't imagine Trump is sitting there aware of the, that kind of waste of money. Oh, going. Of course I don't not. care course that not. it was wasted. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. sure that got under his skin. And for me, that's enough. Like, just yeah. knowing. 
Like he yeah, was no, furious backstage. See? Like people, did you he was see his walk from the helicopter oh. back to the White House? After <laughs> yeah. The walk of shame. Oh my no, god, he was angry. Oh, it was, it was <laughs> I've seen versions where they have like the sad trombone music playing under <laughs> as he's walking. Hello, the, uh, darkness, my old friend. Arrested Development uh, theme. Uh, just oh, it was. Mm. Mm, it's been beautiful. I saw the the Incredible Hulk theme. Oh, set that would be awesome. La la la. But thank you, K-pop army. Yes. Thank you, TikTok, Gen Z. It's awesome. Um, so, is there something going on in Lizzo world? Oh, it must be. Uh, I mean, it's always there's always something in Lizzo world. Cue the music. <laughs> He's just singing to himself now. <laughs> I feel like Lizzo actually compared to like the amount of content she was cranking out on TikTok and everything the past couple of weeks. Um, it's actually a little less, um, but for Juneteenth this past weekend, she hosted an online fundraiser in silent auction and did this promotional video for it where she has a very Lady Godiva look where she's naked, but has this very long flowy wig covering herself mm. and is sitting in a stairway with candles. It's oh, gorgeous. I saw um, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an amazing Stunning. look. And uh, also was doing a fundraiser for Juneteenth. Um, she posted a little video of her getting a knock at the door and it's, she opens it and it's just her Grammys sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, her Grammy. I'm sorry. You said that. And I was picturing her grandmother. No, No. her three, her three Grammys, her multiple Grammys. Um, She used to have four, one died. (laughs) Yeah. But it's just, uh, it's a wonderful time. It's, uh, having fun. A little. Having fun. Has she reinflated the butt? Has life? it gone back into the closet? No, I want. Oh my god! I, want, <laughs> I, I, was I think actually, she's using it as a couch now. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it needs to be one of those like pool things where you jump on it and then it, it like, flings you. Yeah, into the like pool. somebody else is lying on it and it just flies you into the air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was actually. <laughs> I've never seen an inflatable butt as a trebuchet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, buckle then up. You haven't lived. <laughs> I was um thinking about you know so. There's a lot of uh, statues of problematic problematic figures being torn down, mm-hmm. and people have been posting memes about what to replace them with. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like thinking about if we replaced all of these statues with giant inflatable Lizzo butts. <gasps> yes. Um, Wait, but would they be bronze it, giant inflatable? Yeah, Lizzo that's butts? my. Qu- that was the first thing that I was going to ask you. No, yeah. they would be inflatable, so they could kind of twerk in the wind. <laughs> Oh my God! I can just see Dan and Michael going on a motorboating tour of the South. A la <laughs> wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, no, but I actually found the company that makes them, like that made her her butt. <laughs> um, and it was the first time they like they had made butts before, but as part of like kind of Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade, like really huge inflatable characters. So they knew how to do it, but like okay, but now we just have to isolate the butt <laughs> um we need to really zoom in on that butt yes zoom but in so now well, uh, there are exercises for isolating the butt it's it's all right <laughs> if we want to maybe um clench if our listeners want to crowdfund a butt for us <laughs> we can have a, a big fat gay butt that we can <gasps> yes put somewhere and we, we could, could put it on our roof and actually we could that would, yes people would say put a big roof. fat gay butt cast And then every time we do a live show, we can bring the the big fat gay butt and then people could take pictures and then it will attract Lizzo 
because yes. she knows the butt signal. Yes. Mm-hmm. The butt signal. <laughs> well, I, I have, I well think done, I have this slogan. Sir, well done. I think I have this slogan for this. It's, it's butt munch. Oh God. Oh, all right. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's, it's summer stuff is kind of opening up and maybe it shouldn't be. And maybe, uh, by the time this drops, everything will close again, <laughs> but you know, we're getting back out there. Maybe you're going to the beach and being socially distant. Maybe your pool's open where if you live in like a apartment complex or something, mm-hmm. maybe you're like my family and uh, setting up a, a chair in your uh, asphalt yep. driveway and calling it Tar Beach. <laughs> but <laughs> if you're participating you're in the nude bike ride event coming up, Ooh. Uh, gyms oh, are God, open. That's a lot of so sober. pools also attached to the gyms open as well oh, no not yet i don't think the Are point is body confidence gonna, yes <laughs> who's got it how do you get it what do you do with it once you've got it everything maybe you feel like you're a giant inflatable butt waving you, in the wind yes waving in the wind um but yeah i think it's like a giant butt <laughs> <laughs> it's floating through the wind it, <laughs> it's our new theme song <laughs> it's a weird time um, I mean, we've talked about kind of quarantine and body issues during quarantine and COVID-19, COVID-19, but like just the, as the world opens back up, especially like, you know, there's the whole thing about the summer body and now it's summer and, um, everyone has been inside snacking and, uh, not getting haircuts <laughs> for several weeks. Yeah. Um, and like, what does feeling good about yourself look like when a lot of the things people traditionally do to like take care of themselves couldn't be done for the last three months um Mm -hmm. and how much does that matter and how do you how do you find your self-confidence and your happiness with your own self-image uh so that you can go out and enjoy yourself in the sun for the half a week that we're going to be able to do that before (laughs) everything shuts down again oh uh trevor didn't or no dan uh somebody a listener sent in um a video for us to watch about Louange. Um, uh, Louange M is her uh, it's handle on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she has a really, she's a, a big, beautiful black woman and she has uh, Instagram and she has uh, YouTube videos and she talks about everything from makeup to uh, body confidence. And uh, one of the friends of the podcast sent me this cause she's just wonderful. And she talks about all the remarks that she gets about like, wow, you're so confident. Wow, that's so great that you're so confident. And like, you know, you shouldn't be so confident. You're really fat. Mm-hmm. And just just the 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 fact that you get the the haters, but then you also get the people who are giving you this backhanded compliment. Like, right. wow, you're so confident. I that's, can't believe you're so confident. Yeah, how, well, you know. <laughs> Was it Nicole Byers that put out the book, uh, So Fat, So Brave? Yes. Yeah. Because that's... Mm. that's always what people tell her when she puts on a bathing suit or something attractive. Mm -hmm. Wow. You're so brave to wear that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it, it, she kind of responds to the authentic question of what I think a lot of people are, are are telling her, which is, I wish I had your Mm -hmm. self-confidence. And it's not so much that she shouldn't, but that they feel a lack in themselves and she doesn't obviously. So how, you know, how do I get to you from there, from, Mm -hmm. from here where I am? And you know, what she talks about is in terms of affirmation. Uh, she talks about looking in the mirror. Uh, what it reminds me of is that she says something that I think is really important. She says, you know, everybody has stuff they don't like about themselves, but I also Mm -hmm. think that everybody 
comes with themselves as whole. Like mm-hmm. you are whole. But we forget that or we get told differently and we believe it that there's something missing, something wrong. And what she talks about is acknowledging yourself as beautiful and acknowledging yourself that, uh, you know, what, what Trevor, you were saying that Lizzo was saying about, I don't work out for you to approve of my body. I work out for me because I like doing this for mm-hmm. my body. And this coming at self-esteem from a position of, I think, first, recognizing that you have negative self-talk, that what is what are the voices in your head? Because a lot of people don't notice those negative voices. They just think that's the air they breathe. They just think that's normal. They just think that's the truth. Right. But when you start examining like, oh, where did oh, look at, you know, listen to that thought I just had. Or as someone once said, you know, you don't have to believe everything you think. Yeah, I think even just look at your like we talked about self-affirmation first for a second, like looking at yourself in the mirror and finding positive things to say, look at yourself in the mirror and try and smile. Just see what happens when you try and smile at yourself. Look yourself in the eyes and, and, and notice how does what it happens. feel? Yeah. Yeah. How does it feel? And notice you- what happens because you're going to get a flood of talk back at you from inside your head. And that's what you want to look at. Oh, wow. That just happened. And look at it. Not as that's the truth, but as, oh, what an interesting reaction to have. Right. I was reading an article in psychology today about uh, self-esteem and things you can do to build it. And when the one of the things they talk about early on is affirmations. But they gave two piece of, pieces of advice with affirmations that I thought were interesting that I hadn't, I, I think I'd heard a little bit before, but hadn't really sunk in. Um, one, you have to make an affirmation that you can believe. If you make an affirmation that is too far outside your personal belief system, it actually makes you believe it less. It yeah. damages the self-esteem. So Absolutely like, right. Saying, I am the most beautiful man in the world, if you, if you actually believe that you're already a sociopath, but if, <laughs> if you don't believe it, you're going to make yourself feel worse because you are not the thing you're saying. So rather than I am going to defeat all my enemies and rule the world, try, I'm going to go out and conquer the local convenience store and I will own it myself because that's believable, right? The other thing they said is that your psyche does not hear the word not. Yes. Good. So an affirmation that says like, I am not a bad person doesn't (laughs) work because you're not hearing the word not your body. Your, your sort of inner psyche is hearing. I am a bad person because (laughs) you're trying to deflect that. So speak in the positive to yourself. Think in terms of the positive. I am this. I I will be this. I am going to do this. I think it's really, really wise. Yeah. So this is something that's come up for me. Like, we, so we had the episode when quarantine was first hitting about like the COVID-19 and people making all of these jokes about gaining weight because they can't do their exercises. And we addressed that. And, you know, I was just coming off of pretty much a solid year of playing soccer. I was feeling great about myself. And I had about two months of trail off where I was sort of riding that high or, you know, can't play soccer anymore, but I'm still fine. and I still feel you know, I'm still sort of riding that out. And then a few weeks ago, maybe a little longer, like it started really sinking in like, oh my God, I haven't done anything with myself. I haven't been exercising. I haven't been doing this. Um, What happens when soccer does start again? And I'm going to be totally out of shape. And I started spinning in the way that's very familiar. Um, And that for me leads to a lot of other issues like, you know, having a hard time with self-care and, So this is actually something that I've been sort of bouncing back and forth with trying to like, 
you know, over the years, I've tried to come up with certain tools that I can use to combat that because I struggle with that. Um, and it's, I, I still don't think I have a silver bullet for it. I thought, well, soccer was for a while, but I can't do that now. So something else has to go into its place. But all of that to say that the thing that I have been trying to focus on most, which I think the quarantine is helping with in a way, is that, <laughs> this is just my own terminology, but don't focus on the score, focus on playing the game that you like. Like, it's not about the number, it's not about the pounds, it's not about the inches, it's not about the measurement of where you are, it's about how do you feel? Like, how do you feel right now and what will make you feel better? Um, and just reminding myself not to draw comparisons because that's what a score is, right? You were here and now you're here. Try not to draw comparisons to yourself or to anybody else, but just look at yourself right now and find reasons to smile. Find, find things that will make you feel good right now because that is, that is like the basic building block that you can put everything else on top of, like self-confidence, like going out to the beach in your swimsuit and not feeling uh, embarrassed or you know self, self-conscious. I, I think that's really great. I, I would also pitch in there, you know, when you, you talked about reasons to like yourself or reasons to acknowledge yourself, stuff that's going right. We're so conditioned through many avenues to validate, to value, and to hold up as truth the stuff that's wrong. Like it's wrong. It, it, like it must be the truth that I look terrible today and it's just a piece of affirmational fiction that. I think I should look good. Mm -hmm. And actually those two are of absolutely equal value. They are both fictive. They are both things you are thinking in your head. And there's an image in the mirror and you're having an emotional reaction to it one way or the other, but you think is one, one is true and the other is making up stories. And what I would just tell people is it's actually, they're both stories, except your life is going to be a whole lot more fun. If you, if you value the other story, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I was, I was on a, a, a it was, I'll be honest, it was a hookup with a guy. This is way back. And uh, I've told this story in the book. I've told this story at seminars. But it's really important because I thought this guy was really self-confident because he was, you know, dancing in the Castro with his shirt off. And, you know, he was a beautiful fat guy. And I'm thinking, okay, I can, you know, I can work with this. This this looks like a fun guy to, to meet and to, to have some fun with. And he was a little, he was a little toasty. He wasn't drunk, but he was like, you know, comfortable. And as we start going back to his hotel, he starts to get a little more lucid. And for him, that meant more self-deprecating. And he starts expressing. Yeah. That. And I said to him at one point, I said, can, can I just stop you right here? Because I've been on this train before and I know where it goes. I get that you have a particular opinion about your body. I happen to hold a very different opinion about your body. For the next several hours, can we just go with my opinion? Because it's a lot more fun. And you can have your opinion back in the morning. <laughs> but what he got was that, he, that we were just talking about two different opinions and that one led to pleasure and delight and the other led to problems. Mm -hmm. But it, so it wasn't a matter of somebody's got the truth and somebody's trying to convince you otherwise. It was a matter of where am I going to live? Where, gonna, where am I going to spend my head? You know, where, where am I going to spend my thoughts? And I think that's really critical for people to understand that often when people are denigrating themselves in their head, they're just listening to a really bad opinion. And there are other opinions they could be having. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am a believer in internal self-esteem, but I think that's the harder self-esteem to come by, right? Just coming entirely from yourself. So 
for people like me who actually do get a lot of self-confidence from external affirmations, um, and I think I went into this in the dating before, believe people when they tell you good things. Absolutely. It's yeah. very easy to just assume people are being polite. It's like you're making excuses for getting compliments that other people are making. Mm-hmm. And I know way too many people where that's a default. That's me very often. Yeah. Um, and believing is a choice. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of times you, you, you're struck with a, an opinion or a fact and uh, your reaction to it is what you believe is just the truthful that like, that's just it. Your reaction is your reaction. And well, I don't believe that, but you could, you can sit there and go, eh, actually, I like that. I, I would like to believe that. So I'm going to, you can choose that. You can choose to ignore the thing that is going to make the next moment worse uh, in favor of something that's going to make it feel better. Yep. Definitely. And as far as clothes, uh, Dan, I'd be curious if you have an opinion on this, hmm. uh, but I definitely feel like uh, there are two different ways you can dress, right? There's the way you dress for yourself and for whatever qualities it is that makes you want uh, to wear those clothing, whether it's comfort, whether it's concealment, whether it's um, attention grabbing, right? And then there's the way to dress to attract other people specifically, mm. right? My default form of dressing is comfort, right? I tend to wrap my body up in layers. I like to, uh, I like levels to my clothes, a lot of color and pattern and stuff. I am aware that that makes me comfortable um, and that gives me a type of self-confidence, but it doesn't attract people, right? I have like a different set of clothing when I want to feel attractive to chaser types, um, things that are a little less concealing, um, actually fewer patterns, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. So you need to know what type of self-esteem and self-confidence you're looking for that day too. I get different types from both of them. Yeah. And I mean, since you asked, I, I would, I would carve that up a little differently. Okay. I would carve it up as if you're, first of all, Anybody's allowed to dress how they dress. You've maybe heard of this phrase, you know, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? And I am very familiar just in my own life with playing not to lose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I think that comes up for a lot of people and not just fat people, you know, because clothing makes such a statement in our world because it's designed to, you know, that's why we have so many clothing options. You could go out in the world not dressing for other people, but just sort of putting one, putting yourself out there. And when I say yourself, I don't mean you particularly, Don. I mean anyone. Yeah, of course. The point is to actually go, oh, is this dressing to win? And by win, it's like your own goal, to express yourself, to be, to be seen as you wish to be seen. Or am I dressing to not, not have slings and arrows thrown at me? Right. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it that, uh, yeah, now that I'm sort of reframing it in my head, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think that the golden rule for all people, um, but especially chubs and super chubs, is to uh, wear the under the clothes back suspenders for your butt. <laughs> back to the suspenders yes. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what they hook onto. It's a strap. It goes around your arms. Like no, I think you guys holster. are describing two different. No, I think you're describing two different parts of the apparatus. I think Don is asking how they clip onto your pants. The, no, I was actually thinking, how do they hang on to your body? Oh, never mind then. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like a gun holster, Don. <laughs> like straps. It's a gun like holster, a... but for your butt. I, I said it. <laughs> so self-confidence while nude. Let's get to it. Ooh. Mm. 
Yeah, right. steamy. Been there. been there, been there. Okay, so that's where I tend to get a little uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> now, anyone have advice on this? Like, I think the only advice that I can think of is concentrate on why you are in that state. So if I'm in a bathing suit and I'm on a beach, um, I want to feel the sun on my skin. I don't get to feel that very often, right? So rather than focusing on, oh my God, all eyes must be on me, focus on, oh God, the sun is on me and that feels amazing. Or the water feels so good uh, against my naked body and all that stuff. Like focus on the feel good. Focus on the anticipation if you're naked because you're with another person. You know, focus on the fact that they want to see your body in this state. You know? Yeah, because I think so often, the believe me, if I'm in bed with a beautiful, and I've had this situation, right? I was in bed with a beautiful fat man and... I had to talk him into keeping the lights. I don't mean on like an operating room lights on. I mean, just like that. We, I could actually see him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was a, that was a convincing. I'm like, come on. You know, it's, it's not fair to, it's not fair to seduce me into the bedroom and then not let me see you. <laughs> I forget which Greek myth that is, but, <laughs> uh, but when I did and I just looked at him and he was gorgeous and I said, wow, you are beautiful. And he said, dude, you need therapy. And he did not mean that in a nice way. And I've had that a lot where I just think whoever I'm with is just so gorgeous. And they're like, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> I Have you had that? No. And I'm trying to figure out what I would do if that did happen. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What would I do if somebody? Well, I ever <laughs> said something like that. <laughs> but, but I, have, it. I have been <laughs> in that moment where uh, I remember. Ugh. Perhaps too much personal information. A long time ago, this was the mid nineties. I actually spent a little time with a, uh, an underwear model in New York. Mm. And I'm sitting, I remember sitting there looking at him going like, I cannot understand how lucky, like what wonderful thing that I did in a past life to, (laughs) to end me up here with this dude. And uh, he's touching my body. And I just remember his, the breathiest voice coming out of him going like, you are so beautiful and mm. i didn't i didn't say you must need therapy <laughs> but i do remember really tensing up like oh f- like you're gonna make fun of me now like there's there's i'm waiting yeah. for the punchline and it's innate to, it, it was innate to my core at that point. yeah yeah um and no amount of like front of brain thought can just help you bust through that you need to spend some time Considering the other perspective, listening. Absolutely. And, you know, Don, it's a mind fuck because for a lot of fat people, a lot of fat guys, they have spent their entire life not being sexual, trying not to be noticed, trying to just be to, you know, to just not have a body in the room, to just be their smile, their personality, their intellect. And all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, you become the hottest sexual object in the room. And that is a mind fuck. Like, how, how did this happen? Who, am, who's, who are you, who are you talking yep. to? And I don't and, know. I, I have told, I just have to say real quick. <laughs> I think if you should really consider when you find yourselves in that situation, you are the winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, and it's something that I've, I've said, because I, I, I've interacted with a lot of chubs who, who kind of have that like, oh no, you're the pretty one. Or, oh no, not me. Or, oh, what? Or you need therapy. And, what I try to convey is, you know, the, the secret that chasers, and I think I think Michael will back me up on this. You'll say, but you know, the the unspoken truth 
of Chubby Chasers is that we think you guys are amazingly beautiful. If you knew how <laughs> beautiful we think you are, yeah. first of all, it's we don't even like to admit it sometimes because it makes us feel so vulnerable. Yep. And we would, I mean, and I will even tell a guy up front, like, I just want to warn you, I tend to gush. Yep. So, <laughs> yep. so I, you may, you may experience this, but I, I, I would tell the guy, look, you, do you know the expression, uh, you brought the pretty, like sometimes, you know, you have, you're with a really beautiful guy mm -hmm. and the guy's like, well, no, you should just do me because I brought the pretty. And I tell the, <laughs> I tell the fact I like, no, dude, you brought the pretty. You're, you're kind of done. You showed up gorgeous and sexy. You're like, okay, my turn. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have. I have definitely run into this where I've had to just sort of clarify for somebody. It's one of two things. One, it's like, it, it, it starts with like, okay, I know I'm overdoing it. I know I've said this a hundred times before, but you have to understand like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Oh like, my God. Oh, you have no idea. And then the other one is like, just so you know, there is a very particular compliment that I have in my mind right now that I'm not saying because it's too much mm -hmm. and I know it's too much, but you have to understand like, <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> you have no idea you have yep. no idea there is once you realize the power like so in this, this situation with michael and dan when you can let go of the baggage you have about your own body and appreciate that level of awe <laughs> and because uh, it is wonder and lust and just and you can there's a point where if you, once again, if you can let go of all of it, you can see it. You can see the little like brain shatter <laughs> inside of someone's head of the chaser. Yeah. Yes. Or of the, uh, you know, of the underwear model. Yeah. There is immense satisfaction you can feel Yeah. They in that, you know, the underwear model could, you know, isn't a room full of underwear models or whatever and underwear model school wherever that happens <laughs> <laughs> and he picks you mm -hmm. yeah and you know why he picks you because you're the hottest guy in the room full of underwear models yeah mm -hmm. like you got to get that you got to get that and you can fucking own that and once you allow that to be true oh my god so many things but possible. none of that can happen until you're willing to listen and believe Yep. Mm -hmm. So I have a tip for this. Um, and this is something that I have actually done myself and started exercising myself because it's helpful or I found it to be helpful, which is um, <clears throat> in your own space. If you live alone, then it's presumably it's your apartment or house. Uh, if you live with roommates, then in your own room, if you have your own room, uh, find moments or reasons to not have your clothes on that are not sexual. Um, mm, so like, like not just time with yourself, like if you're jerking off or whatever, but like, oh, I'm lying in bed watching TV and I'm going to do it shirtless or maybe I'll do it with just my underwear on or maybe I'll do it completely naked and it, finding ways to just sort of normalize being around your own body and catching glimpses of your own body and feeling how things feel on your skin versus against your clothes um, will help to just sort of get you comfortable with yourself. Um, and I have found it to be a really good way to build just like a base level of comfort and that you can build on that in other moments. Like if you're naked with somebody else and you don't normally feel comfortable with the lights on, well, maybe you've been in your own space naked with the lights on and now you're just adding another person to it. 
who wants to be there because they think you're gorgeous. Um, and now it's not a completely new situation. It's just a partially new situation. I like that. Yeah, it's all about being open to sensation and there and focusing on the rewards from it. I love to swim naked. I love to swim naked. It feels amazing just across your entire body. Mm -hmm. But I can't tell you how many bigger guys I've met who said they've never had that experience because they feel uncomfortable being in that state. Don't deny yourself experiences. Mm. Or who or you who have to have the courage to try it at least once to know. Or who have never even taken their shirt off in the pool. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, yeah, that this I don't know if I remember when I was uh, maybe last summer trying to convince someone like to take off your shirt in the pool and just the freedom of it, the, the difference in sensation mm -hmm. of being in the pool. And just, there was so, there was so much trauma there. They couldn't even consider And, it. and I should add Trevor, wasn't this at a chub chaser event? So like everybody in the pool, it was at a, it was at a fat positive event. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I will say um, without a circus tent around my waist, oh my God, I'm fast in the water. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love, I, I, I have swum, swam, swam, swam. I've, I've been naked in a pool, um, <laughs> but not in, I don't know, in my, in my adult life. I think I was a teenager, um, but I tend to wear, I don't know, like Speedos or kind of like little boxy cut things because I love the freedom in being able to move in ways that I couldn't if I was wearing, you know, boxy swim yeah. trunks or something. Yeah. What did you say? Hydrodynamic. What did you say, Don, that you called it a circus tent? Circus. Yeah, a circus tent wrapped <laughs> yeah. around my waist. Yeah. <laughs> I am like a little, you know, synchronized swimming manatee. Okay. Personal, <laughs> like, just rant for a moment. Whoever the hell out there is making bathing suits for big guys. Um, okay. Stop using material that expands when it gets wet. Because <laughs> that creates some unfortunate side effects at family swimming events. I'm just saying. Just... I can't I miss, tell you how many times I've dived into a pool at a July 4th thing and realized oh, my bathing suits around my ankles. Uh, at oh. least it's still around your ankles. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did it not have a drawstring? It did, it, but even the drawstring just got just loosened up. I, I, I have, have like noticed three like, different you bathing need suits your, to do that. The strings. You will, need your pool suspenders. Yes. <laughs> your your flesh-toned pool suspenders that only go down your back. What is it? The Borat Mankini? Oh, I'll have Lord. to go look up one of those. <laughs> I recommend you don't. Oh, are you body shaming me? No, I'm shaming those those mankinis. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything more on the subject, gentlemen? Hopefully that's enough to get you get you started off on the right foot going into the, the brand new summer. Um, and then uh, ne and next week, don't worry about it. if you're not there, uh, everything will shut down again and you'll be back inside. Yeah. Yep. Um, so summer 2020 has been postponed to summer 2021. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I brought a bit. Yay. Yay. Now, one of the reasons why I brought this specific bit was because we're we're going to make the announcement this episode. We might as well do it now. Mm. Uh, Big Fat Gay Podcast is going to be taking sort of a mini hiatus during the next month. But don't yeah. worry, we're not leaving you completely. We're taking... Yeah, you're going to get little bits, little considered, little crumbs of podcasts. Yeah. Little things will treat. drop on each Wednesday. We're going to keep going every Wednesday, so that's not stopping. Um, But we're going to take July... Uh, as far as episodes go and consider it like the season break. So season one today is the finale and then season two will start up in August and between the and now and then we're going to uh, come up with some fun things to do. Um, 
So next week on July 1st, uh, we've, we had a couple listeners ask us about this and uh, we thought it'd be fun to do, to take an hour instead of our normal episode, because we're on hiatus, we're going to take an hour and do an open Zoom call for a question and answer. Um, basically, we'll be on the call and you can join us and uh, we have a we actually had a few different topics that we were going to cover. Yeah. I, like we, you could, maybe you want to know about the podcast or about us. Maybe you want to know about uh, dating and things you're going and, you know, talk about things you're going through, Sex. make comments, ask questions, Sex. Sex. <laughs> maybe you want to know about Don's uh, Sex. oatmeal bread, that recipe. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is super good. Um, so it's, it's just a forum for people to make contact with us and talk about what you guys want to talk about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, given that everything's happening on Zoom anyway, uh, that's the way that we're connecting nowadays. Uh, it, it felt like a pretty natural progression. Um, and certainly I like the idea of helping continue to build community with the people who listen to the show. Um, I think that's more valuable now than ever. So I'm, I'm all about it. Um, that'll be next Wednesday. We'll have the details about timing. Uh, once we have, because we have international listeners, so we want to try and be inclusive as much as possible. Um, but we'll post more about that on our social, um, and we'll keep you guys updated. So, since we are going to be uh, away for a month, I thought now would be a good time to do our season in review, part <gasps> two. Oh, <gasps> oh, right. Okay. So I have written a small number of limericks to share with all of you. <laughs> this one was so much fun. <laughs> as I start reading them. Uh, you will need to buzz in, uh, and whoever buzzes in first will be able to give the first answer when I finish reading the entire question. Okay. Or uh, the entire limerick. Yes. All right? We ready? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. If you're Muslim or Jewish or Wiccan, it don't matter. It won't make you sicken. There's no pork and no meat, though there may be some beet. Eat it up. It's a- Buzz. Vegan McChicken. You are correct, sir. Whoa. Yay. Impressive. <laughs> One point for Michael. Yes. The vegan McChicken was first mentioned in episode 19 <laughs> with Lizzo's recipe. Entitled Vegan McChicken. <laughs> <laughs> Though for us, it sort of fell flat. We still thought it worth a quick chat. We swear to Jehovah, it was featured on Nova. We reviewed. Buzz. Yep. The documentary cult fat. <laughs> the truth about fat. Yes. The truth oh, about nice. fat. That is nice. correct. Well done. Good job. So the truth about fat, we talk about in episode 17, um, where we talk about the documentary that we thought, if you're yeah. fat, you probably already know all this stuff. <laughs> if you're sort of delving into the world of fat and you haven't thought about it much, it's worth it. If you need a primer. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Question number three. So far we have Trevor one, Michael one. Yeah. I, I think I'm sucking at this. <laughs> <laughs> While we don't recommend that you try it. We'd say reading about it, reading about it's a riot. If you must follow suit, eat some tropical fruit. Dole it out. It's the pineapple diet. <laughs> ah, there we go. Got Dan one. got one. Yeah. I just had to get one. Then, that, there, then I got it. <laughs> <laughs> So the pineapple diet was a very special treat that Trevor brought in for us on episode 11. Which the guy, which, like, decades later, copped just making it up entirely. Yeah, I love that. It's the first diet creators who's like, eh, no, there was yeah, no. We was just bullshit. wanted money. We just thought it was. It's just looking at a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got three for three. We got a neck and neck race here. We got two more questions. All right, tiebreaker. Ready? Mm -hmm. Though the writing might be on the wall, the content begins to appall. Though five kids are billed, at least four kids are killed. You're an anti-fat asshole. Uh, Buzz. Yes. J.K. Rowling? 
Well, <laughs> uh, nope, that is incorrect. Do we have another <laughs> guess? Shall I reread? Yeah, reread it. I, I got a yeah. brain, brain around it. Though the writing might be on the wall, the content begins to appall. Though five kids are billed, at least four kids are killed. You're an anti-fat asshole. Going once. I know what episode it's from, but I can't remember. Going twice. You're an anti-fat asshole roll doll. Oh. oh. That, yes. I think we we're all in the right place as far as the episode, but yeah. I yep. couldn't figure yeah. out what would rhyme with all. But that that would do it. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. So Roll Doll, we talk about in episode twenty, uh, mm-hmm. where we talk about children's literature and uh, yeah, the 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 anti fats. We'll just go with anti fat stuff that he does. We'll just leave it at that. There. Yes. Okay. Four questions. Only three answered. One point apiece. This is the tiebreaker. This is the gentlemen. true. Okay. Okay. This is the last one. Which of you is the true big fat big gay podcast aficionado? It's wonderful when you awaken. Think it's messy? You might be mistaken. You'll soon feel the lovin' coming straight from your oven. Don't fry it. Try buzzer, buzz, buzz. I buzz. Uh, I, buzz. I think that was Dan first. <gasps> really? Awesome. Was, uh, I think it was um, Dan. It was Dan. Whoever yeah. went yeah. Z- was the bacon. First one. The don't try it. Oven bacon. Don't fry it. Try bacon. Uh, bake bacon in the oven. Oven uh, 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 baked bacon. It's good enough. Try don't try it. Try baking your bacon. Baking your bacon. Okay, nice. Well done. Say- so uh, yeah, we we opened Dan's eyes to the wonderful world of cookie sheet oven bacon. Yes, oh, it's awesome. Uh, it's on so episode good. thirteen. So we we talked about a few recipes there. If I, I recall correctly. Can I just follow I, up on that and say that I I had a very lengthy discussion with one of our. Uh, UK listeners <laughs> about the differences between English bacon and American bacon. Oh, Scree- yeah. It's Streaky bacon. Streaky bacon. It's totally different. It's a completely different cut of meat, um, which. Oh, is that the deal? Yeah. yeah. It's a completely oh, different cut. I just cut. thought they boiled it. Like, no, okay. no, well, they no. Do, but it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's different. It's a different part of the bacon. It's you as an American expecting crispy bacon the cut the way that we expect you you just have to change your expectation it won't be that because it's literally not the same cut and it's not prepared the same way so once you separate the two even though they're both called bacon you can say oh this is this this is that <laughs> this is right this is wrong exactly <laughs> <laughs> and I will Honestly, also can't we just come say, up with different words for streaky bacon Canadian bacon and actual bacon I think Canadian I, bacon and English well, we bacon have, are the same I think they're the uh, Maybe, the, the, but the point is the Canadian bacon. I don't think is actually Canadian, but that's another matter. <laughs> I think it's like French toast. Like the French are going. Go the real going, point what? is <laughs> that American crispy bacon is the only thing that deserves to be called the only bacon. Real bacon. Everything else is is pork. Bacon. <laughs> yes. Everything else is pork that's been prepared in some way, but it's not bacon. Okay. Well, we've we've strung ourselves up on that one. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh happy summer happy summer everybody yeah. yeah the the school bells ringing uh trevor well, has on. dumped his trash all us, over the floor if they want to pass yeah. us a note during the summer vacation how and, would they and, and you know we are going to be here in some form it's not like we're abandoning anyone yeah, yeah. you will still get something from us every week on uh the podcast Wednesday. platform you will get it's gonna be like camp like you're gonna it'll yeah. just be like, bite size remember the kids the kids you see at school and then it's like oh they're at camp yeah. So each of us is going good. to do something unique uh, each week in July. So there are five Wednesdays in July. So the first one we're doing our, our Zoom Q&A, ask us anything, come join us for a little chit chat. Uh, and then the four weeks following, each one of us will do our own 
sort of bite-sized reading of various cool different things, uh, some of which we've talked about in the show and some of which we have not. Um, some of which we're still figuring out. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of them. I will say. I will say and ask us anything. Have some chill people. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you ask it doesn't mean we're going to answer it. Yeah, Yeah, it's ask me anything, not answer anything you ask. (laughs) (laughs) I have the fear it'll go down one of two roads. Either something incredibly personal and anatomical or something (laughs) so hopelessly geeky like, well, you know, you guys in episode 12. In episode two, you mentioned this thing about a horse. Like, Bring it on. Remember. I don't remember. Bring it on, I say. Yeah, Don and Michael will know. Yeah, I, I, in <laughs> chapter seven of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Willy Wonka. I welcome it. I welcome all the nerdy fans who've memorized the things we say. And I welcome the, ad- the, ad- the anatomy questions. So if they want to reach us, reach out to us over summer, how would they do that, Charlie? Uh, well, go, 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 go. There's no uh, intro. Well, so, you know, we're... <laughs> It has to, it's just going. Okay. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram as at Bi- <laughs> We're on Twitter and Instagram as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Our website is www.bigfatgaypod.com. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Facebook, too, because you can rate us on Facebook. Um, happy summer. Hey. Uh, you, your parents just picked you up. Maybe you're listening in the car and, uh, <laughs> Oh, look, they're pulling over to get you a, a Happy Meal because it's the last day of school. <laughs> Watch, Watch out. out. Got- <laughs> <laughs> Way to stick the landing, guys. 